This is the Territory Story Podcast News Bites. Thanks to Opie Dennis Digital Marketing, your local digital marketing agency. Hello there. Thanks for joining us. This is the Territory Story Podcast News Bites. I am Peter Gowers, but I'm pretty sure you already know that. I hope you've had a good week to date. Let's get straight to the NT Independent now and speak with the editor, Christopher Walshy Walsh. How are you, mate? Hey, I'm good, Pete. Good to see you again. You too, my friend. Uh, another busy week for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It never stops, man. The news never sleeps. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> and someone else who never sleeps is uh, our mayor at the moment. The Darwin mayor has <laughs> been uh, making news again, Chris. Yeah, look, this whole, whole thing from last week's carried over and uh, escalated quickly and yeah. um, uh, completely <laughs> out of control at this point. Uh, yeah, look, Pete, like I, I can't even begin to explain how this thing's gone. And I, I see all the other media's hopping on, which is good um, because everyone's got to know what's happening here. But it's so crazy to think how it just started so simply with this minor thing. And now mm. it's become you know, make it national news where, uh, well, she's been banned, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we know that these people, they don't like to be criticized. Um, okay. And so, look, you know, Labor goes as far as banning the free press. They're big on the ban. Uh, yeah, and so now they've turned around and banned a elected uh, council member from attending council meetings. And yeah. In any council premises and libraries, every say, library, not just council meetings, libraries included. Yeah, that was the one that was really strange in this. That's but um, yeah, look, this whole thing is now just blown up to this, where uh, you know Amy Yoon, uh, the Lions Ward member, is um, is now banned from all council premises in this extraordinary move related to the ongoing blood feud between. <laughs> Between Combat Scalis and Amiune. Um, and of course, it all goes back to her publicly criticizing, criticizing the Files Labor government giving this $100,000 grant to a former alderman who's up on charges. Yes. How dare she criticize in a democratic society, Chris? Well, it's just crazy. Yeah, Pete, look, you know, there, there's so much to get into here and so much, and we'll save a lot of it for the weekend here. But, um, yeah, look, look, when you, and, you know, we ran an editorial today saying, you know, Khan's got to be called out mm. for, for employing this kind of um, crush and destroy approach to any type of dissent. <laughs> um, you know, it's just crazy that to, to, to think that, that this is okay, that they think this is okay. Now, you know, we're, we're going to have more information on this ban on her because clearly it's illegal. It wasn't done properly. Processes were not followed. Yep. Um, she had no no chance to uh, to respond to the accusations. Yep. And now, so, you know, you've got that complaint where she's complaining about labor. Now they're saying, well, look, she's had to be, um, you know, given this trespass notice and have her her card canceled, deactivated because of some text messages that she wrote. And, and, and this just gets crazy about how, um, you know, what, what was said and what was taken out of context and what was completely misused um, to, to, to get this ban on her, this trespass notice, which, you know, only came from Khan's buddy, the head security guard. It's not like this guy is like, they've, they've actually gone through some sort of process or anything here. This is just, yeah, okay, we don't want him here. And he said, uh, I'm trying to find the part, but it was a line about how um, 
she had said, um, you stabbed me in the back. I stabbed you in the front. Uh-huh. Now, she said this in a long post asking for Simone Saunders, the CEO of Darwin Council, to resign. And this is because, of course, Simone Saunders, we talked about it last week, sent that letter to Amy saying, take down your post yep. for your critical of Paul Kirby and the Labour government. Mm-hmm. And you may have breached code of conduct here. And and so Amy writes on Facebook, you stabbed me in the back, I stabbed you in the front. <laughs> um, now, Ravlik, this guy, Reese Ravlik, the head security guard down there at council, he says that, um, I believe you intended this sentence to be a direct threat to stab the city of Darwin chief executive officer. Right? It's an act of war. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, that's what you do. You go on Facebook when you're a counselor and, and just map out exactly what you're going to do instead yeah, yeah. of her in the front. I, just to hand them the evidence before you do the crime. Yeah, I mean, that was that was just ridiculous. And then there was another one that they referenced. And this is a very long post about, the, you know, being prepared to take to the, um, uh, and this was the thing that happened, what, on Friday afternoon, LGANT. So the, the local government association of the NTCon had referred her there. Mm. He filed a formal complaint about her. She said, okay, you're going there, um, trying to take me to the tribunal. I'm innocent. She says, it's honesty, respect, and integrity. Remember when you sent a soldier to war? Of course, everything already be preparing. Gun already full up with bullets, she said. Hmm. Um, what do you think the chances are that uh, this whole ruckus, if you want to call it that, has blown out of proportion due to the uh, different understandings of the old English language? Oh, yeah, look, I think definitely that's come into play here. And this is why, I mean, so they're taking this line now, this gun already full up of bullets, which is clearly talking about going to war, that, you know, uh, things are prepared, that everybody's ready to go. She's got some truth bullets or something she's going <laughs> to fire. Um, he says, yeah, I believe you intended the reference and quoted sentence to be an indirect threat to harm city of Darwin workers. So he's wow. now saying that she's going to take a gun into... Yeah, like the, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think everybody knows Amy. These people yeah. who work at council would know that that this is like you know this has to come down with the way she's speaking, yeah. uh, and that there's no real intent here to cause any type of terror or any type of harm. The only um, type of gunpowder that Amy uses is the chili and Alexas, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, that's it, Pete. So, um, look, th- this thing just, it's just escalating more and more. We've got some more stuff coming out on this here. So, um, mm-hmm. on the weekend, we're going to be able to get into it a lot more because, yeah, I, I don't think this has happened anywhere else like this. Yep. And, um, of course, like we say, you know, this whole bully boy stuff, the cons pull in here to, to bully this this woman, this counselor who uh, who has every right to be there at those meetings representing her people. I mean, it's just it's just uncalled yeah. for and unnecessary. So, yeah, definitely more on that, and, and we'll, we'll get into it a bit more on the weekend. Sounds good, mate. And uh, the opposition leader this week came out and took a stance on something, possibly <laughs> six to 12 months too late, but yeah. she took a stance. Yeah, that's right, Pete. Look, and a great expense to uh, the party and the turmoil that, that's happened in the CLP. Um, yeah. based on the position of, of, of what Leo was going to do with the voice, the voice of Parliament, of course. Yeah. Um, look, they've lost a, uh, a party president over this. Uh, it nearly cost her her job. That was one of the issues that, you know, when the uh, branch members were putting around that motion back in May, June, 
no confidence motion in her leadership. That was part of it because the party had said, we don't support it. And they had all voted on that, the members. And then she said, well, whatever. It kept them at odds with, you know, the parliamentary wing of the party who were saying, well, we're not committing either way. She sat on the fence for months and months and months. And I think, you know, you even talk to people in the CLP who say, look, this this doesn't look like good leadership here, that now that the polls are showing that it's uh, uh, looking likely to fail. And, the, you know, months of consistent polling has shown that, that uh, now she comes out and says that because now it's okay to say she doesn't uh, support it. She said the, the 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 reason that she wouldn't support it is that it was, uh, I do not believe Labour's voice will improve the lives of Territorians, she said. She said there was a lack of detail. She didn't think that um, uh, that there was going to be any more detail provided. And, and that's what she had said before, was that she would make her mind up later, but she wanted to go find more information about it. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. this had taken like six months, more than that, seven, eight months. Um yeah, and now she's finally done that. Now, remember that the party, Lawson brought the, the president there. He had left. He said, my personal view, and this is after the party passed its own motion not to support. He said, my personal view is that these positions are offensive to a large number of Aboriginal people in the Northern Territory and the population more generally. Mm. So, you know, this was a political issue uh, straight yeah. from the beginning. And um, Leo didn't really know where to go. And, and people don't have a lot of respect for leaders who are indecisive and, you know, won't take a stand on something. Um, and, and and this is kind of a position that she's in, these internal squabbles that happen. Meanwhile, Jacinta Price had been one of the nation's, as you know, most high-profile no-campaigners, and that put her at odds with the parliamentary wing. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, inner fighting there, um, internal fighting uh, because of that. And now, um, you know, and, and Leah had said that she had supported the voice in principle before, but called for more information, apparently couldn't find that herself, so decided no after eight months that uh, she's not going to bat this. Um, so, yeah, like I said, even people in the party were, were surprised by that and um, mm. that she would let this go on and become such a big problem for her party and then now kind of on the eve of it to uh, come on and make a call on it. Yeah, you've summed that up well, Chris. We'll dive deeper on that uh, topic on the weekend edition. And uh, just lastly, Chris, uh, construction giant Sitzler is uh, in the news this week. Yeah, Pete, this one was a uh, was a strange one, and it's taken a while to kind of get information about this. So, and and yeah, we'll get into it a lot more on the weekend. But um, yeah, it's uh, look, they're, they're proposing this. Uh, it seems to be very controversial um, uh, project in Catherine. Uh, it's a two hundred bed workers camp. So. You know they have uh, they they won the contract to um, uh, to do upgrade work at Tyndall the base there. Yep. Um, yeah, and uh, so they said, well, okay, we've, we've got to put these workers somewhere who are going to be doing this work. So they they apparently reportedly now purchased a parcel of agricultural land near Tyndall across the street on Lansdowne Road. Um, for a million dollars, which raised a few eyebrows. Now, we went to them. We said, you know, why did you do this? <laughs> they didn't respond. And and that was strange to me. I thought Sitzler would respond that they want to be a good corporate citizen and explain to the public, especially when they're, you know, facing criticism from, from uh, you know, local residents there, that they'd want to come out and explain themselves. But they didn't do that. 
Um, so that's all weird because, you know, a, a lot of people say, well, why don't they just do it in the raft based Tyndall there? Like, yep. build it in there. Like, why this giant 200 um, bed complex? Uh, and they're concerned about uh, the fact that the, the planning processes weren't followed here. Um, now, a lot of it was they said, uh, you know, that um, there's risk to the aquifer there. And of course, PFAS contamination. And then that's been an issue before. And some people there avoided any of that. But they're afraid that, you know, once you go in and start building something this big in a place that they can't really accommodate it, that there's going to be issues there. They're worried about it becoming a uh, um, used in what they said the same manner as the Howard Spring Center for emergency or flood displaced residents from remote communities after it's done. So right yeah. after the, the, the project work for uh, Scissors done, then what the town or the, the NT government would have this, they're afraid would be given this 200 bed facility and they're not sure what that would be used for. So mm -hmm. the government, so Scissors doesn't talk about it, the government doesn't talk about it. Meanwhile, we start finding some documents, we start talking to some people there on the ground. Um, yeah, and I, and you know, I just, we, we, we'll get into it a bit more on the weekend, but it is a very unusual development process that was employed in this and <laughs> to like, you know, and anyway, we'll save it, but um, it basically bypassed. It was, <laughs> and the residents are concerned that the infrastructure minister, Eva Lawler through ministerial powers could um, rezone this mm -hmm. and, and allow this project to go ahead. Now that's not just crazy people thinking that that was going to happen. We've seen documents that show that, in fact, it was that that there was to be uh, a type of bypassing of the development consent authority uh, process, which you'd need for a major project like this. Yeah. Um, that it would uh, that it would just that the minister did have the powers to just allow that to happen. Um, now we understand that 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 Lawler refused an application less than two weeks ago. Um, that would have that Sitzler had applied for an amendment to the planning scheme for an exception to planning rules that would not require development approval before moving ahead with the project. So she's refused that, but she left the door open to lodge an application for an exceptional development permit, which completely wipes out what the, the, the DCA would say and through going through the proper process. There would mm -hmm. be a, a 28 day public exhibition process, but essentially. The, the exceptional permit would the decision to give that would be by Lawler solely as the minister. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at it all added up, what what's going on here? They bought this land. They've got other land apparently that that, that these people, some residents there think would, would be more suitable, but they're really pushing to get this development across and Lawler's mm -hmm. indicating to them that she's willing to uh yeah to do what she has to do and make some exceptional uh mm -hmm. determinations here for them. So it's all still kind of, you know, yeah, in, in the dark and a lot of people in the dark on what's going on here exactly. But, uh, yeah, we should have some more soon on that as well. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that more on the weekend. Sounds good. I would have thought the people of Catherine would like to have an exceptional building down there. <laughs> yeah, not like this, I guess. <laughs> um, no, this is, um, yeah, just the secrecy around it all is yeah. uh, very unusual. So might might end up using the same sort of, building permit is uh, TIA Stadium. <laughs> yeah, there's some issues. There's some <laughs> issues there, yeah. When the minister can make her own call on these things. Uh, I won't drag you any further into it, Chris. I'll catch you on the weekend edition. Great. Sounds good, people. See you then.
That was Chris Walsh from the NT Independent Online Newspaper. Weekends with Walshie back again on Saturday morning. That'll be released around 7am. And uh, we'll catch you again next week for the Territory Story podcast, News Bites. That was the Territory Story News Bites for this week. Thanks to Opie Dennis Digital Marketing, your local digital marketing agency.